Let's Be Legendary podcast is a member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts ranging from true crime to nerd culture and convention news, please visit nerdandtie.com. We strive to make this podcast and story a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. So if we've missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warnings for this episode include adult language and mature themes. Beyond vast deserts and towering cities of steel and steam, forgotten groves and dark forests lay hidden in plain sight. The world holds its breath as each piece is set for the game to conclude. With each step I take, I feel the strength of all those who came before me, running with me, guiding me. With each step they take, The cracks grow wider, and the fractures deepen within her heart. With each step I take, I feel myself on the other side of a mirror, and reality slips further from my grasp. I hear the wilds, and feel who I am meant to become. I hear the wilds, and change is balanced on the tip of a blade. I hear the wilds. And now it is only a matter of time. This is the Feywild West. These are the spaces beyond the door. Let's be legendary. You find yourself once again in the halls of the Moonlit Palace in a different spot this time. Instead of the normal long bleak hallways, you find yourself in a place that almost seems like a a greenhouse. It has that type of glass walls and ceiling around. Mm -hmm. Like a sunroom. Yeah, it's a a sunroom. Yeah, really, it is. Because the moon fills the entirety of the glass panes as two walls of this room and a good chunk of the ceiling are all covered in glass. Can I tell it's a dream? Yes. Okay. What's around me? Is there anything else in this room with me? Looking around, you see several tables that are laid out against the walls. Some of them are actually like kind of in rows. And there are potted plants arranged on some of them. Some of the plants have long withered and died and are just sitting there. But there are a couple that seem to almost reflect the moonlight as they sit there. There's this one that has these petals that are this like deep blue purple on the outside. But this very bright reflective white on the inside. If I look out one of the windows, mm-hmm. one of the window walls, mm-hmm. what do I see? Perception check. Hey, birthday dice. So it's 14. 14, okay. Looking down from here, you see a vast 
blue forest surrounding, going seemingly endless. But you look a bit closer and kind of squint, and it's hard to see because of the dark, but there's a break in the tree line, maybe about 300 yards away from the edge of the castle, where there's a high wall, but it trees grow so close to it on, on either side that it's practically swallowed by the forest. But it stretches around and you can see where it comes back close to the castle and there's a tower that looks decrepit like there's chunks missing out of it the top of it is crooked coming out of the base of the tower though is a stream a stream a stream that runs through the base of the tower and following that stream you're able to catch glimpses of it through the trees you spot the glade. Where is it in? In relation? In relation to where I am. The tower is at the edge of your vision to your left, so it's slightly more to the right and almost directly straight down. Like maybe 50 yards away from the edge of the castle. What am I wearing? Only d20. 12. Lucky number 12. You are wearing a black evening dress that has stars shining through the skirt. And you also have the spider pendant around your neck. Can I try to get a glimpse of myself in one of the reflections of the glass? Yeah, you are. Yeah, you're able to. What do I see? Roll my d20 again. Seven. You see yourself wearing that dress and the pendant, but... The other features you have occasionally caught glimpses of are absent. Does the dress have pockets? Yes, it has pockets. Fantastique. Is there anything in those pockets? I'm looking for my cards. You're looking for your cards? Mm -hmm. I start like kind of feeling around like, is there anything? Feeling around for them, you suddenly feel them in one pocket that appears in the dress. And I take them out. Uh, if I flip over the first one, is it still the Six of Cups? Mm-hmm. Where's the way out of this room? Looking around, you see that this is seems to be on a corner of the castle. So there are two hallways leading away from it. So I'm looking out towers over to my left. Yep. And then, so the glade is more towards the center. A little bit more towards but the center. But it would still be to the left, so if I turn around, it would then be more towards the right. Yes. That's the hallway I'm going to go down. Okay. I'm trying to find the front door. I'm going to. I'm trying to find my way to the glade. Wait, you know this is a drain? Yes. Can you will yourself into the glade? Let's try that. <laughs> Instead of going down the hallway. Cut out all that bullshit about trying to figure out where the, the halls lead and left and right and stuff. Okay. Can I see, is there a path leading to this glade, or is it just kind of there in the forest? From what you could see, it's just kind of there. This is a dream. This is a dream. I am in control of this. It is just a dream. It's just the neurons in my brain firing, creating images. That's all it is. I can get down there if I want to. And so I'm trying to will myself to be in the glade. Roll me d20. 18. 
That is very good. Given the nature of the stream, I was looking for a 20. Ah, damn. Okay. You open your eyes, and you're still in the greenhouse. The Four Seasons room. The four, yeah, the moon room. The moon room. And from somewhere far away, you hear the pipe and fiddle start up. With that check, though, some words echo back to you. To get out, sometimes you have to go further in. That's what I was just remembering. First, I pull out my cards again, shuffle them, and pull out the page of cups inverted. Okay. I go towards the music. Okay. So you intentionally head further and further in. The music gets louder and louder. And as you go, the hallways go from that bare, cracked stone to being more even, less dusty. And then a rug lines the middle of the hall as you head down the hall further in. And you eventually come to a scene that looks quite familiar, where several lords and ladies are dancing in fabulous regalia as a more full band plays. But those words echo in your mind again. And you know that there is further than this. This isn't the end. As the dance continues, you see the Moonlit King airily making his way through the crowds, greeting people and making conversation. And he sees you and he comes over. My daughter! Your grace. Fine to see you such this evening. It's good to see you as well. It has been some time. Since you've graced us with your presence. Perhaps. But has it really? Ah, perhaps not. Would you honor me in a dance? Of course. I thought you had to keep going. Maybe this is where I have to keep going. I don't know. I'm just winging it. Alright. Perhaps. But just one. I cannot stay long. Ah. Duties of court. I always tell you, you work from far too much. Well, I do appreciate your concern, but it, there are things that I must attend to. Mm, well, a dance then. Yes. Uh, the music stops and then starts again, starting at a new dance. And it, 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 it is a very formal type dance, very very Victorian era where you start apart, come together, circle each other, part again, circle with another partner, and... It, and, and I know all the steps to it somehow. You know every single one. Yes. But as you dance, the illusion falls apart in some places. You'll be dancing with somebody and suddenly their gown will go from opulent and regal silk with like gold threading to be made of cobwebs and actual bones for the the boning of like the corset or the the dancers looking pale and withered in their dance the music dips in and out from being 
several instruments to being the lonely flute and fiddle. Hmm. And... As we're dancing, I'm watching. I'm taking all of this in. Okay. Make a perception check. 19. As you're dancing, you continuously see two versions of the hall. Mm-hmm. One where it's all lit with warm candlelight. There are rugs covering certain parts of the floor. Candelabra are placed at advantageous points in the room. And then it would flash to other points where it's just lit by cold moonlight. All the candelabra are tarnished and some are tipped over. There's one actually like as the room flashes, you have to make an unexpected jump to avoid tripping over Mm -hmm. as you continue in the dance. But throughout this dance, one thing you realize, one thing you see are the tapestries on the wall in the illusion version of the room. They cover almost every wall surface, but in the quote unquote reality, you see that most of them are gone. Those that are there are threadbare and faded. But one thing that catches your eye is an open doorway behind where one of them falls in the illusion. I'm going to put a pin right in the tapestry. <laughs> right there. Put a marker on the map. Yeah. Yeah. The dance comes to a close. It ends in the illusion and everybody claps for the players. And you end with the Moonlit King and he takes your arm. Ah, that was such a lovely dance. Wasn't it just? Are you sure you cannot stay for another? I am I am quite sure. Mm-hmm. Well. It was good to see you though. It was lovely to see you, my dear. But please do not let me stop you from enjoying the rest of your evening. <laughs> I shall, I shall enjoy the rest of my evening. Mm. In that case, your grace, and I, as casually as I can, try to make my way toward that pin that I left in that, that okay. tapestry. You make your way towards the opening, or where you saw the opening, mm-hmm. and... As you go, all of the dancers that you pass by just turn and watch you as you go. And the way they look at you, you know they know that you're not who the king thinks you are. Mm-hmm. But they're powerless to say anything. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, buddy. Okay. And you get to the tapestry and you push it aside. Mm-hmm. Pushing it aside, there is a door. I open it casually. Like, oh, look at this doll that mm-hmm. I just found. I guess I'll go screw it. Didn't plan that or anything. <laughs> no one get alarmed. I'm just going through a random doll that I found. Everyone enjoy your party. Don't talk to me, please. <laughs> you open the door and find yourself in another hall. This one's a little bit different than the others you had walked through, though. It's not dusty, pale stone of the upper halls. It's darker. The stones are a bit more rough-hewn. And there's kind of this smell of earth around you. Heading further into the hallway. Mm 
I think I'm going kind of slowly, just cautiously. Okay. Not splinting down this hallway. No, yeah. It opens up on your left side onto a balcony overlooking a courtyard. The courtyard stands, uh, it, it's about, uh, yeah, a hundred feet on each side. The hallway resumes on the other side of the balcony and there doesn't seem to be any obvious way down. But you see through this courtyard, there is a rough stone path and a small smooth water pond. Even though there is like lots of other things around it, the only thing that's reflecting is the moon. And there's no clear way down? There's no clear way down. But what you see is a girl wandering her way through the courtyard. What does she look like? She looks like maybe five or six. White blonde hair. Wearing a dress that looks familiar. What's she doing? She's just looking around, looking out away from you, up at the tree that's in the courtyard. A dead tree, which is a little odd. You haven't seen many of those. But a dead tree stands in the courtyard and she just looks up at it and then goes over to the pool that's only reflecting the moon. She looks into it and picks up a stone and drops it in. Picks up another stone and tries skipping it across. I'm just watching you. You watch her for about two minutes. And you hear a voice. It's a bit f far away, but you recognize it. There you are. Wondered where you'd wandered off to. And the young girl turns and you see entering the courtyard from the other side, the broker. I'm still watching. What are you doing over here? Got tired of the glade? You hear her speak, but her voice doesn't seem to carry as much as the broker's. He throws his head back and laughs at what she says. Well, perhaps I can find a friend or two to keep you more entertained. Would you like that? They leave the courtyard together. I'm just staring. Where they were. And there's no way down. Not from here that you can see. It's about 20 feet down. How much is 20 feet? Like... Like, that's four. two two stories, right? It's four times your height. It's two, but it's two stories because mm -hmm. stories ten, er, ten feet, right? About yeah. So they're really jumping off our roof. Mm-hmm. Do you have your wings? I don't know. Do I have my wings? You don't feel them. Look warm. Well, I, I assume that I feel around. I don't feel the the plate. You don't, you don't feel the pack on you. This is a dream, though. Mm-hmm, that's what I'm thinking. No guts, no glory, eh? 
Okay. So I kind of, I <laughs> my skirt kind of try to bunch it up. Like that's just what I need is to jump off of here and then trip on this stupid scout. I kind of bunch it up almost like the way that Celine's normal skirt is. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and I climb up onto the railing. That's the, what's that thing? What railing? Yes, that's the one. On the wings of death. And I jump. Okay. Make me a wisdom save. All right. Hey, there we go. There we go. 19. There we go. So 27. So as you leap off, at first there's that sensation in a dream where you're falling. Mm -hmm. at, At first. But then all of a sudden it stops and your wings materialize behind you. Woo! And I pull up. <laughs> you drift down to the ground and land. And as soon as you touch ground, the wings fade away. Oh. <sighs> I do follow where the two of them went. Heading further through the courtyard... You find yourself going down a path that seems a bit overgrown. At one point, you kind of have to climb over some roots and under some branches. I bet my dress is getting all ripped up. It's okay, it's not my dress anyway. It's Rastro's dress. She can deal with it. (laughs) She can deal with the laundry. As you pass under some branches, you push your way out into the glade. What do I see? It's just as you remember it from your childhood, which is it's slightly different than how you've seen it in more recent times. The colors seem more vibrant. I think I'm just slowly walking through it. Just kind of trying to feel what I can feel. Walking through the glade, You find yourself remembering more of the time you spent here as a child. You remember the scene you saw play out in the courtyard. The broker had stepped away and you got tired of playing with the bunnies in in the glade and had wandered away and found yourself in that magnificent courtyard with the lone dead tree. You remember another time, had to have been really little, like three, Mm -hmm. when the broker came out for the first time. Previously, he had just been a voice from the bushes or a glint of golden eyes from the branches. When he came out the first time, you were scared there was something about his voice, something about his smile that made you trust him. You remember times where other fae had wandered into the glade. Strange, funny creatures. One of them that you remember being very odd was a being that was nothing but faces. (laughs) And they were all arguing with each other. I think I'm standing there in the middle of the glade, just kind of closing my eyes and remembering. Mm. So I'm giggling to myself. 
What a weird guy. <laughs> there was one time when you were talking to the broker. You had mentioned your mother and how you thought she was the prettiest woman. And he told you something. He told you of a woman with hair as black as midnight, skin as pale as the moon, a woman who wove the stars into her clothing. Been a while since you've been here, darling. Is that in my memory or is that what in the you, dream presence? You hear it coming off to your left. Has it been? Wondered if you'd ever find your way out of the castle down to here. And who am I? Celine Argent. The last time he had said that to you, mm -hmm. there was this cord of power that came with it. Mm -hmm. He says it now. That's no longer there. There seems to be some confusion about that. You've changed. Yes, I have. And what is that to you? Do you look at him? Nope. He's quiet for a moment. No. No, no. You didn't. I didn't what? Milady. He says it like it's forced out of him. <laughs> okay, that's strange. Now I turn around to look at him. He's standing. The pose should be called defiant. It looks kind of petulant on him. But something different about him you notice. His tattoo. It's not there. Instead, twined around his shoulders and his right arm is a massive serpent. Just look at him. I had heard Lord Longfellow met a sudden demise. I had been too busy, apparently, to hear by whom. Milady. Isn't that an obvious conclusion to draw? Seeing as your involvement with the whole thing. Oh, come now, I thought you would have been happy about this. Wasn't that your end of the bargain? Narrows his eyes. I smile. <sighs> the bargain was completed. I held up my hand. And the arranging bounty held up ours. She did not land the killing blow then. 
Were you so sure that she would? That seems like a easy oversight. He grits his teeth, but smiles. I smile back. So. So. My lady. Poker. What brings you to my glade this night? Do I need a reason to visit an old friend? I suppose not. I turn away. He sits down in his chair <laughs> in the roots of the tree. The snake continuing to twine about his arm. I'm just looking around the glade, playing the I'm not paying any attention to you game. And this time I'm winning. <laughs> Maybe. Probably not, but that's what I'm doing. I'm just being there, just being present. Just mm -hmm. here I am. What you going to do about it? You do not feel his eyes leave you. The entire time you walk around. That's fine. That partner of yours likes to get herself into all sorts of interesting trouble. Think so? Mm-hmm. There's a punishment for bringing cold iron into these parts. Is there? Mm-hmm. Couple of the uh, older Fey Lords would have some rat problems if they ever came across her. Mm -hmm. I tell and look at him. You are right about that. Smile. Then I turn away instead, <laughs> looking at other things. Hmm. Wonder what sort of trouble. She could get in if you were gone. If just one day she came home and you weren't there. Might be entertaining to see. Oh, come now, is your pride so fragile? He smiles and leans back in his chair. The snake continuing to twirl around. <laughs> you think you pretty hot stuff flashing that title. Hmm. Darling, you don't even know what to do with it. Remind me again, which one of us was it that brought up the title in the first place? If you're not even going to use it, why have it? Give it to me, I'll put it to good use. <laughs> and why would I do that? A deal. A bargain. <laughs> Tell me, Celine, what is it you want most? Nothing that I cannot get by myself. Nothing that I do not already have. He smiles. I smile back. His smile goes a bit too wide. 
Mine is perfectly shaped on my face. <laughs> His smile actually goes all the way from ear to ear. And when he opens his mouth to speak again, it hinges back there as well. Mm-hmm. That's a neat trick. <laughs> Darling, I am the broker. I can find something. And I am the lady of the silken weave. I don't want anything you could offer me. We'll see. I suppose we will. I think it's time you wake up. You wake up to find Talia not in bed with you. Talia? Right at this moment, you walk in the front door. Talia? I jump out of bed and rush to the hallway. I'm rubbing my eyes. Talia? Got a cup of coffee Mm -hmm. that's empty. Oh, God. I run down the stairs. Hey, what's wrong? I grab you and argue. Oh, it's okay. (sighs) It's fine. It's fine. I'm right here. I was just outside. (sighs) Honey, you're shaking. What's going on? What happened? Just a bad dream. What happened? Did you... What what happened? (laughs) Just shut up about any of that for just a minute, would you? Just... (sighs) All right. There's a new title. Oh, baby, I'm right here. It's all right. We're all right. Yeah, all right. We're right here. And I slowly pull away. But I still have my head on your shoulder. She's like looking down at Celine, very concerned. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, honey. I go to sleep. I didn't want to wake you up. No, it's, it's fine. It was just something that she shakes her head. Uh, you want to talk about it? I'm not really sure what to make of any of it myself. So I sort of, after after we've left the doorway, yeah, should we sit in the front room or in the bedroom? I'll go in the bedroom. Okay, so after we go back up there, I kind of reiterated placing the weapon in the dream, including um. Getting in a dick swinging contest with the poker. <laughs> How many times are you gonna. What? I'm just saying, maybe not antagonize the powerful creature. Well, maybe if he didn't antagonize me, I wouldn't antagonize him back. Sound logic, I suppose. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're safe. And you saw yourself as a child? Uh, yes, I think so. Okay, that's weird. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, yeah. I have no good advice for this. I don't. I didn't mean to antagonize him, but then he was there, and then I was... And then you just naturally antagonize him, because, you know, you want to prove you're better. He started it. He always starts it. That's his and nature. I finished it. Yeah, that's not... Okay. <laughs> Well, at least you didn't make a damn deal. Of course not. I'm not that stupid. I know. What would I make a deal with him for? I don't know. Something you... I mean... There's nothing I want. Nothing I want that I can't get myself. Well, there you go. Just stick to that logic and... Then maybe he'll quit hassling you. You seem pretty annoyed. I can't imagine why. Yeah. 
Yeah, can't imagine why. <laughs> did he think? What did he think that I landed the killing blow? I get. I suppose he did. And then he's like, "Oh yeah, give it to me." And I'm like, "Oh sure, yeah, I'll do that. I'll just do that." <laughs> I mean, that's what I really wanted. Well, okay, there were two things. One, I wanted to just laugh at him, but I was like, "No, no, no, be cool." And then I wanted to be like, "Oh yes, sure, I'm going to give it to you." But I didn't know if sarcasm and like fay, like if you say something sarcastically, then you have to do it anyway. <laughs> So I was like, no, and <laughs> I like hearing your explanation. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it was okay. It was pretty funny, even as he was saying it. Like you could, he, he he knew how dumb he sounded, because he sounded pretty stupid. Yeah, well, I mean, he'll give it to me. I will make good use of it. Like, oh, I bet you will. Yeah, I'm sure he would, but just okay. But maybe next time exercise some caution. Just because you got a fancy I title. To, just I tried to tally Celine, just because you got a fancy title doesn't mean he's not more powerful. Well, I know that. But the fact is he was really pissed that I had the title in the first place. Yeah, that seems like a really dumb oversight. Um, his part just like there's like doesn't it just he sends us in there there's a one one of three things are gonna happen the guy's gonna kill us I'm gonna kill it or you're gonna kill it I mean there really isn't unless maybe he's really bad at gambling I mean (laughs) the way he's playing this I mean maybe I don't know well let's not rest all of our money on the fact that he is playing this badly Let's exercise some caution, please. I did! I Well, I tried to. You literally took a dick out and measured it. Oh, wow, and you've never done that before. I do it with other mortals that I know I can win against. Well, I did it with an ouch phase that I could win against. You so could, that's the point. You don't know if so you can I, win. So I guess I'm better than you at it. No, that's not the point. Uh, wow, okay. You know what? <laughs> Silly, it's late. Silly smiles like, he. It's late. We're going to bed now. Oh, are you mad? I'm not mad. You're missing my point <laughs> of not pissing off the Archfey. <laughs> oh my god, you're gonna get us killed. Nah. Yeah. Okay, the last thing that he said to me after you once again pissed him off. The last thing he said to me. Okay, wait a minute. The last thing he said was a threat. What did he threaten you with? Basically saying, like, you know, because of you. Um, you're, you can expect that, me to call in that deal very soon. Well, he was going to do that anyway. I know that, but antagonizing him does not help our situation. You know what? We should just kill him. Yeah, right. Yeah, that would make everything just Yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's yeah. just, you know, yeah. get a, you know, grab another... Po- hey, James, you want to come help me kill an archface? Yeah, that'll work. Oh, yeah, apparently you're in trouble. With James? Oh, no, just in general. Oh, it was, it was all the fair about. Allegedly. Why? Oh, I guess uh, some of them are pissed about you bringing Ion into the fair world. If the broker sent us on this, this errand... Then we just use the most efficient tool to finish it. So it's really his fault. I mean... Boy, I'm good at... I'm good at justifying. I mean, I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm just saying you... You know... Maybe... God, I don't know. I hate going into a realm. I don't know the damn rules. 
Mood. I mean, maybe it was just a dream. Do you believe that it was just a dream? I believe it is a possibility. Do you really? Objectively? Celine, what? Yes or no? Yes. You believe it was just a dream? <laughs> you said yes or no, you didn't say what to. <laughs> I'm learning. Learning how to get away from this is not lying shit. Talia looks suddenly unbelievably tired. What's this wrong? I'm going to bed. Oh. Is everything okay with James? Yeah, he's fine. Needs to sleep, but he's fine. Well, you need to sleep too. So do you. What time is it? It's late. <laughs> well past three in the morning. Mm. I should stay up. No, go to bed. Mm. What if I have another dream and he's there and I have to antagonize him? Ow! I push you into the bed. Oh, hello. <laughs> Put the covers over you. Oh, what? What? Oh. Sleep. And I curl What in. if I can't get to sleep? And I curl in next to you oh, and I pull you, are, you up against. Oh, God damn it, you are warm. Pull you up against me. Mm. Get some rest, please. Mm. I won't leave this time. Promise? I promise. No, I mean it. That you won't leave. Of course I won't leave. I didn't leave. It. I just was outside, honey. I know. I know. That's not what I... Uh, she kind of like sits up. I'm not going to leave, Celine. Do you think what... Nick Nevin said... About feeling fear. What about it? That it is not unwise to feel fear. It's one of my philosophies. I wish I could go back to a time where I was not afraid. Even if you could, it doesn't change the danger. It just makes you ignorant of it. And what good is that? Right now it sounds pretty good. Well, it's late and everything is terrible. Mm. Come on, let's get some rest. Mm, okay. I'm gonna snuggle in next to you. Cause Celine snores like a pirate. <laughs> We hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Wild West, presented by Let's Be Legendary Podcast. If you're enjoying our story, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us a lot, and we'll read your reviews on the podcast. We are all over social media, and you can find links on our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com. We also have a list of links in our show notes. Our Discord server is a pretty active place these days, so please stop by and say hello. You can find a link to that too in the show notes and on our website. If you want to go a step further, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll get to listen to episodes two days before the general public, plus you'll get exclusive sneak peeks of new art, DM and player's notes, deleted scenes, bloopers, and more. You'll also get access to Bonus Round, a limited exclusive series run by our patrons. We have a lot planned this year, so we hope you'll join us. Talia Argent Gray is played by Chris Sass Council. 
Celine Argent Gray is played by Megzi Sass Council, and our Dungeon Master is Molly Hexcroft. Our producer and editor is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Producer and manager is Jess Richards, pronouns they, them. Producer, art director, and assistant mixer is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her. And our producer, director, editor, and mixer is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Credits for music and sound effects can be found in the show notes. Celine's tarot deck is the Marigold deck by Amrit S. Barr, and the tarot guide used in the game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.